You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained 101. Yes, this is your lesson in PlayStation gaming news. <laughs> and it's straight after PSX that we're doing this podcast and lots to talk about on there. Some good, some not so good. Um, we'll start, I suppose, with introducing everyone who's with us today. And first up, of course, is Ben Shillabo Hall, who is always with us because he is the pillar that holds this podcast up. Hello, Ben. It's because he chained me up in the corner and only gave me a yes, microphone. You are, <laughs> you, you are literally the pillar. Oh, look, just as a nice announcement, my sound just worked. So. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Maybe it just needed to, needed to be warmed. It's been a bit cold yes. and out of the weather, so it just needed a little bit of time to warm up. That's it. <laughs> yes, for anyone wondering at home, my laptop decided to give out on sound before this. So I'm recording this off a Kindle Fire, a <laughs> 35-pound <laughs> Kindle Fire. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. you get a voice, Ben, apart from being chained up in the corner. Yeah, it's fine. I, I know if I don't do the podcast, I don't get food. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you, we don't keep you in quirky indie games. Yeah, featuring can... goats. Yeah. Oh my god, that goat's similar DLC. I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that on another one, another simulator that came. <laughs> and I want that too. Yeah, that was straight away. Everything. Well, everyone thought that was Ben's game. <laughs> Uh, okay, and also with us today we have Gary Bagdasarov, the Russian hitman himself. Hello. How are you, Gary? How are you, I, Gary? I'm actually pretty good. I'm pretty I disagree. Good. <laughs> I disagree, well, Gary. Like yet, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, Neil and I have literally only agreed on one thing, and that's that Konami sucks. I think yeah. that's the universal truth though, that everyone knows. Yeah, that's we don't uh, anything else yet. Even Konami it? knows it nowadays because it was in their Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Amazingly we get along, so There you go, because debate is healthy people. You can not agree on yeah. things and not scream like tiny toddlers online. It's totally possible. Which it is you believe. There you go. And finally, we have with us Aaron Varshney. How you doing, Aaron? Yeah, doing fine, doing fine. First time on Fantastic. the podcast. This is, indeed. As I was about to say, your very first time on the podcast. You're straight after the 100. You thought, you know what? I don't need to be here for the first 100 podcasts, but I'm just going to stroll on in on 101. Start well, a new see, era. I actually wanted to do the 100th one, well, but I completely forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> You could have just gone with what I said. It would have made you sound far cooler. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> but how are you, Aaron? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Having You're good? Loading games and everything just straight after PSX. Uh, yeah, I think everyone's been doing that. So <laughs> at the minute. No, and... people stop downloading. Yeah, that's, yeah, or downloading slowly in most cases, I think, at the minute. Um, so... For anyone that doesn't know you, Aaron, do you want to tell people a little about what you do for PSU and your general interests and hobbies? Okay, well, I am the technical advisor at PSU, 
We're also starting to get into a little bit more of doing reviews and other features on PSU as well. I'm an absolute game fanatic, have been for silly amount of years. And, uh, yeah, hobbies are just generally sport and playing games, really. Nothing too fancy. Like That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need in life, as I say. A bit of sport, a bit of games, lovely yeah. stuff. Exactly. Good, good. Right, then I suppose we better crack on with all these announcements, though I'm sure we'll probably skimp over most of the VR stuff because, yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's start off with uh, Uncharted 4, which, of course, they kicked off the show with and showed a nice little juicy trailer, which included dialogue choices because it's the in thing now. Um, I'm going to be a heathen here and say I didn't see it because I was putting my children to bed. But uh, everyone else here has, so... They can give you an opinion on it. And how sure dare Gav- you be a proper family man? Yeah, how, I, how dare I? <laughs> how dare I spend my birthday weekend doing such things? But yes, um, should we start, I think, with someone who wasn't entirely happy with it, I believe, which was Gary. Gary, what did you not like about it? Um, What I didn't like, I don't like it simply because I think it ruins the flow of the story telling that they like to do um yeah. if if you're if you're playing a game like uncharted you, a lot of the cutscenes are so cool to watch the the conversations between the characters are great you know the banter between them and i think in the, in a way it's gonna ruin it by they're having a conversation and then the game just stops and waits for you to respond you know um i don't like it i don't think it works very well in like a third person action game like that Something like that should be reserved for more turn-based games. Um, strategy games, RPGs, things like that. I mean, can you imagine playing like a first-person shooter like Call of Duty, and out of nowhere some dialogue option appears for you to respond in the middle of all the action? Well, that, that, would, that would be death. 10 out of 10. They don't so give very well. That's my take on it. Uh, I don't like it. Obviously, it's Naughty Dog, so uh, they know what they're doing. Maybe I'm completely wrong and it'll work out just great. But the thing about it, I highly doubt any of your choices are going to affect how the game, the game's outcome. Quite honestly, um, I just don't see them doing it. So I don't want, I don't know why they chose to do it. These dialogue options, so. Hmm. Yeah, Aaron, do you agree with uh, Gary's analysis there? Well, yeah, pretty much because I mean, obviously, as we all know, third-person games are very free-flowing and everything, but as soon as it actually came up with the choices, I was like thinking, okay, they've got pretty much the three choices from the three original games on there. Basically, you choose whichever one you actually want to explain, but whether those choices actually have an effect on the game later on or not, well, I don't know, but well, they all know, obviously, we won't, but if yeah. it's just purely for just that little segment of the game where they just tell straight from the beginning and then that's it then i think it's just completely meaningless they could have easily started from like telling a story of one of the games and then at the end when he's like finishing off a conversation have it like related to a completely other game yeah so it it's really all depends on exactly how they're going to use that mechanic in the game but if it is yeah, just going to be uh, just for simple 
story bits for about a minute. They should just get rid of it straight away. I did also want to yeah, say, I mean, it's, it's good to me yeah, go on. that they had the three options, but they completely disregarded Golden Abyss. That's true. That is true. But I don't think many people have actually played Golden Abyss. So and it wasn't it. done by Noidog either. No, but still. You know, but it's still canon, you know? Why would you yeah, not have Daxter's, a part of the whole world? <laughs> I say, Daxter's canon to the Jack and Daxter universe, so... Why is this not? Crash Team Racing is canon to the Crash universe. <laughs> but, but then that's a pile of shite. So, um, wait, yeah. wait. Crash Team Racing wait. is... You, you... No, Crash Bandicoot Universe in general. Okay, Crash so Team Racing is clearly the best. That so. was an amazing racing game. I will not let you... Ins- I don't mind you insulting Crash, Crash Bandicoot because <laughs> I liked it, but it wasn't that good. But Crash Team Racing, no. Look, look at me, minute playing it again so I can slide off Crash Bandicoot. You can't, you, can slag off, you can't slag off Crash Generation. <laughs> One of the Never. greatest card games ever made. Okay. All right. I, the only thing better... I, I still like the other one that came out on VS1, but I can never remember what it's called. Speed Freaks, oh. I think it was. Yeah, Speed Freaks was the other one. That's very good. I yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, just going back to that, I would say that they also talk about having these you know, branching ways of playing the game anyway. I don't see how the dialogue could branch and the gameplay could branch separately. Because if it's more open, it's surely going to be a lot harder to sort of say, well, this choice could take you in a whole new area here. Because that would be the most logical thing to me, is that the dialogue affects where you go in the story, if you're going to make it meaningful. Otherwise, yeah, it is just vapid and gimmicky to me. Uh, um, Ben, what do you reckon, though? I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. It'd be nice a bit of extra death added to the Uncharted series. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems if, like if something it, I'd like. Yeah, if it's implemented well. But from all they've said, gameplay-wise, yeah. it seems like it doesn't fit. And if it does fit, it's going to be... You know what? Yeah. It's Naughty Dog. When have they ever failed us, really? Jack 2, Jack 3, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot <laughs> 2, Crash Bandicoot 3. Ah, see, I like Jack 2 and 3. But that's a story for another day. I, I could do a whole podcast on why Jack 2 is the wrongest thing in the, in the world. But, uh, but yeah, they, they can do wrong. And to be honest, they can get a bit full of themselves when the plaudits are going coming in. You only have to look at parts of Uncharted 3 after Uncharted 2. And gave them a little bit of a reality check. Last of Us came out. Great stuff. Kind of don't want them to sort of take it all, you know, get egotistical about what they did with The Last of Us and think, oh, we'll just do this, 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 and this, because we've seen many a big company that make great game after great game just get tripped up by their own hubris, and it's quite likely that it could happen if they've done it more than once already. That's my only concern. I mean, the game looks great, and it's interesting they're trying to go in different directions. I just don't know where... I don't know if this is where it should be going. There you go. We... Yeah, yeah I don't think it fits the actual type of game. The no, but then the other side to it, I suppose, is that it's a new gen, create a new experience. And I always feel with their games, it's whatever they're doing with one game, it's always with a mind to what they're doing for the next. Because you know, to me, there's a pattern. There are things where they do things that don't seem to quite fit 
with one game. I mean, Jack 2 is an example here. They added in the very Grand Theft Auto-esque stuff because you know, Grand Theft Auto was big. But a lot of what they implemented probably went on to create the core of what Uncharted became. So, yeah, maybe this is just them thinking for the future again and just trying things out. But like I said, they've got to rein it in a bit to make it not quite, yeah, not you know, fapid, pointless, or just yeah, you know, ruining the game. I mean, you could say that to a degree with Rocksteady with uh, Arkham Knight that the Batmobile stuff probably was a good idea on paper. And to a degree, it works, but they do too much of it, and they do it in the wrong places. It's, that's the worry you've got to have on that one. Yeah. Anyone else? Not any other queries, concerns, or problems with Uncharted, or just generally looking forward to it? I'll take that as a no. So yeah, we'll move on. Looking forward to it. I, I, I think we're all looking forward to it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's no doubt of that. It is just this sort of throws up a new concern that wasn't there before in a way. I think some of us and well, you know, I love dialogue choices in games and stuff, but it's it's as we all said, it needs to work within the frame of what it is. But let's move on to something else, which was just probably a little unexpected, but yeah, it came. Um, we got to see a bit of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, well, again, rather everyone else here got to see a bit of it. I've yet to see it. Um, so, with that, I will offer this up to Ben first. Ben, what did you think? Ah, oh, it was amazing. I like the fact they showed off the gameplay. I didn't expect that. I expected something to do with Final Fantasy you know, at the event, but I didn't expect the actual gameplay to be shown off, especially the combat system. I thought it'd be too too far away before they'd actually show that off. But I'm guessing that they pushed forward 7 a lot faster than people think. I, we might see it earlier than anyone could expect. Yeah, I um, do wonder if they had it quite far along by the time they had announced it. Before, you know, and just thought, yeah. well, now is the right time to say we've actually been working on it long enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait for that. It looks good. And, I, they, and well, I knew this was going to happen. I know it's weird. But I've said this on Twitter to many people. I've said it recently that I bet you that the Final Fantasy VII remake, the Final Fantasy VII PC port gets added today at the PlayStation Experience. And oh, look, I was right. It was added. Lo and behold, there it was. (laughs) (laughs) I also said that Yakuza 5 would be announced today, and that was announced today. I am obviously some sort of wizard. (laughs) You've got some insider contacts, that's what it is. Yeah, (laughs) Ben's the man in the know. So, yeah. I'm literally watching the trailer along as we're going and wondering why Barrett is Blade. But, yeah, Barrett has become uh, Blade. Blade yeah. Literally Blade. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's looking cool, I have to say. So, that was my first thought. As soon as I saw the shade sniffing, I thought, is he trying to say something? He's like going, yeah, man, <laughs> I big gun, but I need to look cool at the same time. Yeah. It's just that that was the first thing I saw of it. I didn't know it was Final Fantasy VII Remake I'd seen a screenshot of, and it was just the picture of Barrett and the tattoo on his arm. I thought, is there a Blade game? <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be good fun. You know what, though? When, when I get Barrett in the team, I'm going to rename him Blade. <laughs> Blade. All we need to do is reskin DMC, and you've got Blade. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There you go. There you go, Marvel. Use that. Uh, <laughs> So, are you impressed with the combat as you've seen it so far? 
Well, so it's, it's a mix of real-time and turn-based, so um, the game will pause when you're in the magic and southern options. Uh, apart That's from that, good, yeah. apart from that, it'll be normal, real-time. Yeah, very reminiscent of Crisis Core. Yeah. Battle system. Yes, yeah, actually, yeah, just looking yeah. at it, it does look familiar on that front. Yeah, it's quite cool. So, Aaron, as you've just been saying a bit about it, what did you think? I actually thought it was pretty cool as well. Uh, I liked the way they actually showed off Avalanche, also breaking through the walls and everything in the closer perspective compared to the isometric of what we're used to. Yeah. Everything just looks really, really well executed, really. Couldn't yeah, really I mean, they've like, clearly done a bit of work on it already, as by luck of it. So it's, uh, for an RPG of that size to look that good. I'm, yeah. I'm just wondering whether it might progress a little bit slowly because it seems like they've only been doing the first half of Midgard. Hmm. Yes, that's only a very small section of the game compared to the rest of the world, so it's going to be interesting how they're going to put it all together so quickly, probably in the next year or so. I wonder if it is just a case of keeping things a surprise for people. Because obviously there will be some yeah. changes. Well, I said it's going to be a new translation of the game, so the voice will be, the storyline will be slightly different because the mm. whole game's being retranslated, so there's less mistakes. Yeah. Well, I think if you're going to make a remake a game properly, then yeah. you need to change things. It's just otherwise you're just remastering it effectively, yeah. and it's a whole different thing. Also, I can confirm I just got Barrett in my team, so I've called him Blade. <laughs> 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 it's, it's almost finished downloading for me so I'll be playing that in a minute as well excellent and what about you Gary How did, you, did it tickle your fancy oh it definitely tickled my fancy I think it looks fantastic actually um, I know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be pissed off um, mostly because of the combat system but, no, but people want remake, I said it like I've been saying it from the beginning you asked for a remake not a remaster so a remake means rebuilding everything. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. There you go, oh. Gary. Look at that. We just agreed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All it took was one of the greatest games of all time. And I don't even like it that much. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Um, I do, I do want to say, I think there's a reason the game looks uh, pretty far along right now. Um, the yeah. reason I think is... Um, I think they're focusing a lot on the opening of Final Fantasy VII uh, with mm. the train and, and all that stuff. Uh, the reason, um, and I'm going to call this right now because I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, Final Fantasy demo is going to be available with the launch of Final Fantasy XV. Oh, yeah. I yeah, think, give it I think it's definitely going to find a way. And it's going to be that opening sequence right there that we saw. And um, I will buy that. I will... Uh, uh. Can you imagine how that, that demo is going to push the sales of that game? I, I was <laughs> imagine that. Just a game, you know, a new installment in a long-running beloved series is only getting bought by most people because it's got one of the older ones on it. <laughs> well, well, why do you think so many people bought Zone of the Enders because it had a demo of Metal Gear Solid? Know, but it's only, yeah, it's different. Yeah. Zone of the Enders, the Zone of the Enders. This is actually new Final Fantasy. You know, we're strictly within the numbered sequels. Yeah, um, I, so I, I will say, say that this, being, 
I feel sorry yeah. for Soma of the Enders, though, because that game was actually really good. Yeah, it, 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 I quite enjoyed it after I you know, spent nearly 50 hours playing the Tanker demo. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though. I do think it's a mistake on Square Enix part to show so much of Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. Um, I think it's killing a lot of the hype for Final Fantasy VII pers- or Final Fantasy XV, personally. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it is a little bit. Timing's a bit off in that sense. Whereas Capcom with Resi 2 Remake, they haven't announced a new Resi main you know, sequel yet, so it's justified that they might just push it a bit more at the minute. Yeah, it's here it is. Okay, so they've already announced a big game. And yeah, this was... Yeah, it, I suppose you know you couldn't wait on it forever. So it was going to cut into it eventually. They wanted to do it, I'd imagine, along with the 20th PlayStation anniversary. That's yeah, why I, I think that's it. It's the same with Resi as well. Yeah, and then they'll probably release it in 2017 for the 20th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably what they plan to do. Hmm. And I hope to become a reviewer again by then. (laughs) But as far as everything else, um, I like that they showed the exploration running around Midgard. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm actually really surprised that Cloud has his Buster Sword. Um, Right off the bat, I would think they wouldn't do it, um, personally. He he got that from Sack, though, didn't he? I actually don't remember. Yeah, he got that from Sack. I know he's at the beginning of the game. But I, I would assume they give him a smaller sword and at some point give him the Buster Sword later. Um, no, he finds it from when from Zach's corpse when he's what do we call it? it? Yeah, it's during the end of Crisis Corp. Yeah. When um, well, there you take... go. <laughs> so they can't change. But that. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I think the combat looks good. I think it does. It will have some issues with the camera. Uh, obviously, it's too early to tell. Um, yeah. Whether you can switch the characters or not, uh, from what it looked at, you can switch to Barrett. From what they showed, um, it, it does feel to me. It does feel like they're pretty much using the exact same engine uh, for seven that they that they're using for fifteen. The combat looks very similar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it, I think it looks great. I wonder if they're going to use you know destructible environments and all that. But I think the biggest thing for me going into Final Fantasy VII is is it going to have an actual open world or not? I think that that's the big question for me right now. I would now. be surprised if what they do is port most of the terrain from fifteen over to seven. I don't think it will be an open world. I mean, it'll be somewhat open, but I don't think it'll be a fully open world like the original was. Oh, no, I think it'll be fully open world, but what I think they'll do is they'll literally just remap the 15 map. Do you understand what I mean? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think because... away from it, to be honest, because they don't just go from one place to another quite simply in, a lot of, in the right way it has... The way the world map is, it would be odd. I don't know. Also, is it just me, or does Cloud look very skinny and not very muscular in the game? He doesn't have big long arms. Yeah, he looks really weird when he's wielding a sword that weighs like, you know, 150 pounds. <laughs> have you seen the films at all? 
I think they could have given him a little more growth. I'm sorry. He, he looks like he's like freaking 15 years old wielding that sword. <laughs> but then how they would they use all those extra polygons to give Barrett shades? <laughs> <laughs> and get Wesley Snipes. 16 to 17 in Final Fantasy VII? Pretty sure he is. Yeah, I think wow. he is 17, yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. Oh, man, that's terrible. I thought he was at least like 23. I must be confused then. All right. It's been a long time since I finished seven, so. But, but yeah, um, I I am I did enjoy it. I thought it was great. I think it would have been even better if they would have finished that trailer with the infamous Sephiroth walking through the fire scene, just to give you a yeah. glimpse of what he looks like. Yeah. In, in, uh, oh, I suppose they'll, save that. they'll save it for E3. <laughs> so if they've got yeah. till twenty seventeen, they've got lots of time to pimp out different trailers. And I think, you know, I think Sony will milk the hell out of it as well at each <laughs> conference because why wouldn't why wouldn't you? You know, it's, it's there to be milked. Well, they did yeah, a but... release of PlayStation Three, and they'll certainly do it now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I do think it was great. Uh, I, they showed a lot, which I, I I honestly was not expecting to show any gameplay for that game until at least after fifteen came out. To be honest with you. Um, no, I was, was not fun. expecting any news on that game until after E3, definitely. So it no. was really surprising to see it again. Yeah, totally agreed on that one. Um, who keeps buzzing? Someone keeps buzzing in my ear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my phone keeps vibrating. I don't know how to turn it off when I'm on the chat. So. Right, uh, if you get messages, put busy on if possible. That's how I stop it from making sounds. It's on Skype. Uh, anyway, we'll move on from Final Fantasy and just sort of go slightly backwards because the night before PSX, uh, we finally got confirmation of this whole PS2 emulation thing for PS4, which turned out to be you know, not backwards compatibilities per se. It was you know new remastered versions of PS2 games straight for PS4. Uh, we got a few, three of them were Grand Theft Auto games, as it turned out, um, as well as Dark Cloud that everyone had known about through rumours, uh, Twisted Metal Black, uh, let's say Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas were among the games. Uh, the other ones, it was uh, Rogue Galaxy, The Mark of Cree, War of the Monsters. Interesting first lineup of, uh, especially when they get to say beloved games. I don't really think of War of the Monsters as being a beloved game, nor The Mark of Cree. Yeah, we've. Uh, I was excited last night because well, I can play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on PlayStation Four with trophies, and yeah, I'm that shallow, and uh, we'll quite gladly be happy to do so. Um, how are we feeling on it? Because the prices aren't cheap, really. It's twelve pounds in the UK and uh, fifteen dollars in the US, and the lower ones are about ten dollars, eight pounds. Interests. Um, I'll start with you, Aaron, because uh, you're a bit more negative about it than most. So, what did you feel? Well, I don't actually mind there being PS2 emulation actually coming across. I think that is a good thing. Uh, hmm. Obviously, they're backtracking on what they said is that it's going to be PS4 games only. So, 
PS2 games finally across. I think that's mainly because of what Microsoft have been doing just recently. Yeah. So they thought, okay, we better do the same. And they've added in lots of trophy support as well, haven't they? They've added trophy, remote play, share play, and streaming support. That's correct, yeah. yeah. So they've added in those features, yet they sort of already bought the PS2 classics on the PS3. They're not transferable. And a few of my friends that have the PS2 classics really really annoyed about it already because they're like thinking I've already paid for this already why should I have to pay again for exactly the same game when it works on the PS3 but not the PS4 yeah I mean that especially is very true of San Andreas which came to PS3 just two days before this announcement uh, on the re-upped uh, version so it's that's, that was a little close and it did seem like a very odd time for it to happen uh, as it's already been on Xbox, uh, free, uh, free, uh, sorry, 360 uh, a few months back. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get your point on that, and it is stupid that there's no sort of, oh, you've already bought it, but this, again, is an ongoing problem with the console market of you bought this game years ago, but it's not going to work on this thing. It's like, it's, yeah, they tried in certain respects in the past, you know, like the Vita playing PS1 classics and PSP games, but again has to be the ones that they say work and they can deal with um also sony not really in a position to do what microsoft had done because they can't afford to spend that much money and get and make a loss microsoft can and this is this is probably as good as they're going to get and it's I've seen people a bit outraged by it all, you know, this whole, oh, why the hell should it cost all this money? Oh, they're ripping us off. And it's like, well, yeah, they're ripping off if you haven't or you've got no other way of playing it. Uh, it you it's, know, a, it's, it's, a, it's a shame that you can't actually do similar to what the Xbox One can do because, for instance, I've got over 100 PlayStation 2 games on disc. Mm. Yet with the Xbox One, you can put in the old 360 games and then you can download them straight from the store. Mm. For but it, While they were making the PS4, you did actually think that they'd allow to keep in the, uh, or whatever the LEDs were, for the lasers to actually read your desks. You'd think they'd leave that in at least. It, it, technically, I but think it's, it's already in. It's, I, don't, I think it's just because, well, apart from we want your monies, it's more of the fact of all the new features. I guess you'd have to download it anyway. Yeah, I mean, remembering the thing they got burned for last generation was launching at a higher price to have backwards compatibility being part of that. Yeah. And it flopped, so they cut it out straight away. So it was no surprise to me that that wasn't a feature this time around either. Because, I mean, if anyone, anyone jumping over from Xbox wouldn't have seen that and would not think, oh, why not? It's like, well, because... Why do you think your the other console was winning the war at the time? It's because it had everything there. Yeah, it wasn't great backwards compatibility, but it was there. And it stayed. Yeah. Um, I think what people may forget is that it's still not that big, you know, a main thing. Uh, it's happened on PC obviously for years, but even there, games have. If you want to play certain games, you've got to emulate them, you know, have a DOS runner, things like that, to get things working. Yeah, DOS box. 
Yeah. Which yeah, yeah, God's sake, it's a PC, it's supposed to do that sort of thing. Uh, it is supposed yeah. to be the all singing, all dancing, but you have to have some of the know how to get that working. On a console, until Sony did it, you know, with the PS one to the PS two and it, it wasn't. Well really the a, Mega Drive had an add on, I think, that allowed you to play yeah. Master System. Yeah, but it was very rarely a done thing. And it's there's a reason why, because you know, especially we're moving on, new stuff, new generation. That's the way consoles work. Not the same with PC. PC is you know, the innards change. You, you know, the games are constant, and it's nice in a way. It's I said this last generation with uh, Jack and Daxter. It was, like, it was nice to play it again, looking slightly smoother, and with trophies. Not everyone gets trophies. Not everyone likes trophies and finds them cheap. But they add something. It's like. You go back to an old game and play them with that added. It gives you a bit more impetus to sort of get through it and maybe get past that initial. Oh my god, it doesn't look so good anymore. It's like, which can deny you uh, enjoying a game that is still actually good just because the visuals are dated a bit. It's yeah, it's a tough one. I like that they've done it. I'm not. I'm still not quite keen on the price myself. I think it should be at least a couple of quid cheaper in the UK. You know to be fair, but of course, when you already saw that, for instance, San Andreas was 10.99 on PS3, it was clearly going to be more money on PS4. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame, but Gary, what about you? you? You were fairly pumped for it last night as well, originally. I was extremely happy about it. Um, <laughs> I now have everything I wanted uh, from Sony at this point. I, I, I talked about the PS2 games for so long and I think now, like I've been saying for so long, is the perfect time to do it one way or another simply because copyrights are running out, licenses are running out, mm-hmm. and you have to preserve them. Yeah. On, or you're screwed. Like, people don't know. Like, there's a reason that the voice actors in Silent Hill had to be recast and redone. Yeah. They lost yeah. the license. People were pissed. Why is James's voice completely different? Well, because they couldn't use the same voice actor anymore. <laughs> you know, the whole debacle with Mega Man Legends, same thing, you know. Now is the perfect time. And to see the list of games that they just released, the eight games, and then the ones that they've already been talking about as well that aren't available yet, um, I think the variety is great because it shows that even the games that weren't very popular, like War of the Monsters and The Mark of Kree, are still going to get a good chance, you know. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, um, being amongst the first. Yeah. Um. As far as the price goes, I understand people are upset about it, but quite honestly, if you look at it, you know, when PS One Classics came out, a lot of them are five ninety nine, but like a lot of companies charge nine ninety nine for them. The Final Fantasy games were nine ninety nine when they launched. Um, Mega Man Legends, I believe, is nine ninety nine as well. I think it's just a natural step. You're moving on from one console to another, and I think a $5 increase isn't too much to ask for, especially when they ha- when they went in and they upgraded. You know, they moved it to 1080p. You know, the 3D games look a lot better now. The textures have gone up. All the added features to it. I don't think it's too much to ask to pay $15 for... Especially when you're paying... $50 for a season pass, you know? Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, it's reasonable to a degree. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's, 
it's, I can see both sides of the story on this one. So as much as I was hyped, especially last night, just the fact that great Grand Theft Auto games, uh, it'd be nice if they were kind of like a thing you could play on Vita as well. But uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I agree on that. They definitely should have been playable on Vita as well. Yeah, but then clearly that's you know, by the by now, Vita is not going to get that kind of support from Sony. I, just, I, I think I think it's just the emulation part of it. You know, every talk mm. you can play the 360 games on your Xbox One. But they kind of use the same OS and the same hardware in a way. It's Microsoft. So it's yeah. a lot easier for them. Where Sony, they've gone through three different, completely different engines for their games. Very, and very different engines. Yes. As again, another point that last generation Sony struggled with was the, the infrastructure of their hardware was difficult to work with. And it's like, again, this makes it hard going to this generation because you can't just put games on again like they were because it would cost too much money and they can't afford to lose too much. Um, Ben, what about you? Anything pick your eye apart from obviously... I, you don't, I, I, I don't have the money right now because I bought Final Fantasy VII and I bought something else this week. Yeah. But Dark Cloud, I always wanted... I loved that game. I didn't play much of it on the PS2 because I was too busy with Final Fantasy XI. That stole mm. my life. But I will be buying that as soon as I've got some extra money. Yeah, that's it. it's 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 nice way, but it's just it's strange, isn't it? It's, yeah, I know. I I knew. I don't know. I just never bought the PS2 classics on the PS3 because they had no trophies. Again, literally, the reason I didn't because I thought, well, I've got most of these things. I can play them as they are. Yeah, there was no difference in the graphics. There was no upgrades. There was no nothing. So I didn't buy any because I didn't see the point. But with the upgrade, slight upgrading graphics, the trophies port, now I've got a reason to buy them. Fair well, is. more of a reason, anyway. Alright, let's uh, move on from the biggies then and go into the uh, bit where the show probably sagged a bit tonight. Um, first up, we had they showed a bit more of Battleborn, which is. Now you missed the most exciting part of it the Call of Duty. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that was so oh, good. <laughs> Like I said, we were, we were trying to avoid something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the, the Call of Duty's are so exciting. Oh, no, it was... Oh, With the eSport World that. League thing. No, 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 no. We can no. just skip the Call of Duty announcement and anything EA had to say in general. I think that's <laughs> enough discussion well, about not, EA and Call of Duty anyway. Well, it's not as bad as the Game Awards where it was every five minutes cutting to backstage to ask some random celebrity, how do you find Battlefront? It's like... <laughs> Yeah, what? <laughs> I'm surprised. It's like, it's like, it's like, Blazinski does not like that game, and he was just saying it because they told him to say it. <laughs> just, it made me laugh that they just kept doing it. It's like, this is in no way an advertorial. Nuh-uh. Yes, like, sods. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah. When backstage, everybody playing was playing with like Luke Skywalker or Darth Vader. <laughs> if you look at this, everybody, I'm like, how is that possible? There's one and one. You can't have five people playing with those characters. <laughs> Unless they're all online on different servers. Uh, I, I'd imagine it was EA just doing what they normally do, showing off something that never actually turns up in the full game. Um, going on, mate. <laughs> EA, it's in the marketing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so they showed... <laughs> they showed off a bit of Battleborn, which is Gearbox's uh, newest... 
Did you know, Neil, that Battleborn is from the developers of Battleborn? Yeah, so they did a new trailer. It had a penguin in a mech suit, which I suppose was them trying to say, look at us, internet, aren't we cool? Um, And yet every time I see Battleborn, I get less bothered by it. It's just looking more and more nah, to me. Anyone else feel the same? Or any, well, I've actually played it. Yeah, I played this yes. quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, I, so okay, I'm here. Yeah. I was going to say if if you start Ben, and uh, we'll go on to Aaron. I enjoyed where I played. To be honest, I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll want to buy it at launch, but at the same time, I'll wait until it goes down in price. It was a decentish game with friends. Well, with, well, it'll be better with friends, should we say? Oh, I only got yeah. better randomers because it was closed. But it would I think, be better friends. Yeah, I think for me it was just that uh, it's one of those games I, I can see the trailer, see maybe one gameplay bit of footage, and then I don't want to see it again until it's out. I just yeah, it's, it's more fun to play than it is to watch. Yeah, exactly. It was the same with the Borderlands stuff to me. It's just that but it, don't compare it to Borderlands. It's not as good. Oh, no, it's not worth it. Okay, straight away. Um, Aaron, what about you? Well, I prefer to over Borderlands. <laughs> Even um, get out. Oh, <laughs> well, you see, I, I'm actually quite a big League of Legends player anyway, so mm. I do like my MOBAs. And I played Battleborn quite a lot, and I did actually think it differed quite nicely. Yeah. Um, I was playing the healer classes mostly, because that just tends to be my niche in those sort of games. But um, yeah. I thought it was pretty free-flowing. It's easy to put up turrets around everywhere. It plays pretty much exactly the same as every other moment, though. Uh, you get your own set of skills, then you get your ultimate at the end, and then you use your ultimate on the others, and so on and so forth. So there isn't really much in terms of difference, but the actual way the game plays compared to something like Smites, and I haven't played Overwatch yet, but it looks like it plays quite differently to that as well. But it has the same yeah, format. I like, like the look of Overwatch. Yeah, I like, I like the look of Overwatch, as it is you know, more yeah. than Battleborn at the minute. And that's coming from someone who's not that keen on Blizzard stuff normally. So, But yeah, sorry, carry on. Yeah, I did, uh, that's pretty much what I wanted to say, really. But I'm sure if I played Overwatch, it looks to be at a much higher production level compared to Battleborn. So it would be oh, yeah. interesting to see if those two battle it out on consoles. And there is one thing which Battleborn will have compared to Overwatch or its Rooms, is the fact that obviously you get a single player in the co-op mode as well. Yeah, but that's- the only okay. thing I didn't like about those two is the fact that you're going to have to pay for the games. And when it comes to mobiles, yeah. they're all free to play for a reason. And that's to make it an even playing field and to get as which many is, people as possible. Which seems to be a thing with a lot of you know online-based games at the minute by big companies. I mean, we were Rainbow Six and Battlefront have been two recent examples of you know, big AAA games that clearly... They use the free-to-play model and, you know, a light on content on the initial release, but 
know, they still put up a full price game and it's yeah it almost seems likely that it was going to happen somewhere else so yeah with Battleborn and I said Overwatch doing it as well yeah it's a trend I'm not too keen on but uh, it's I'm hoping that they don't quite go that route of you know, nickel and diming everyone and of course the games are really expensive as well yeah like all price 60 pound like thinking £60, let's see, League of Legends, what can I get for £60 on that? Like, tons and tons of stuff, and I would have more than 100 champions now. I don't I think, does Powerball even have microtransactions? <laughs> I don't think um, it has it. It probably might not, but this is what I'm saying, it, it is designed to. Yeah. No, it's designed, it, it, but... Yeah. It's designed to, and being like that. Yeah. Yeah, if Randy Pitchford a... turned around and told me that wasn't in there, it's clearly going to be in there. But... <laughs> yeah, the, the problem with MOBAs is that you need to have a really big audience. or Not yeah. audience, sorry, player base. So hmm. if you don't have the player base, people won't play the game, really. And exactly. if you're going to have such an expensive game, and then you're going to have microtransactions in there as well, then you're going to put people off playing it in the first place. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a big problem for both of those games. It was uh, very much the problem that followed World of Warcraft with other games coming out, you know, MMOs coming out with subscription-based games. You know, by doing so and not being World of Warcraft, they set themselves up for a fall, especially yeah. once the free-to-play market became bigger. It's why you, know, you saw so many of them start with a sub and then end up having to go free-to-play. The only one I know of that's been successful that's not gone free to play is the Final Fantasy series. Mm. Final Fantasy Eleven, the servers are st- yeah. down finally. Well, PS2 and Xbox servers this year, and then that's that's like fourteen years old, and that's still a monthly fee. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You've still you still got Anarchy. Is it Anarchy Online? That's been going since nineteen ninety seven. Still going. So I mean, they were being old enough, sort of grants you that immunity. But anything that's come after has just been, you know, it's like, well, you're not this, so show me what you got. And it's, it makes it difficult for a lot of games. But it's, but then it's the again, as I say, there's Fantasy 14 that still. Oh yeah, the exception to the rule. Yeah. But I think that because the companies were involved that actually cared about what they were doing, and when they made a mess of it in the first place. They were like, well, okay, we'll restart, we'll reboot. And you know, it's a turning point where Square are concerned on that because to get the game in the way it is now compared to what it was is uh, an achievement in itself. I mean, you could scold them for not doing it right the first time, but how many companies would just shrug their shoulders and just push it to the side and forget it ever existed? It's They, they went out and did it properly. And yeah, most of these are in for the quick money with these uh, situations, and that comes with the MOBAs and the MMOs, where they, they're, oh, it's big now, we've got to do one now, now, now. And they, they won't put the long-term effort in if it's not going right. I mean, you, you only have to see um, Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. And their, their biggest <laughs> trick was to offer a, a million dollars. It's like, and it's like, that's really not trying to make the game better in the right ways. Uh, I need to install World of Scrolls Online and play it a little bit just to try and win the money. <laughs> oh, by the way, sorry for being off topic, a slight update on Family 7. Already unlocked Cloud's second limit break. 
It's because what I do is I just I'm I got Barrett and I'm just running up and up and down the stairs killing things. Oh, you're nice. power leveling, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just killing the scorpion at the moment. Um, Gary, we didn't ask you yet. Any thoughts on Battleborn? <laughs> um, Apart from Randy, Randy Pitchford, we know your thoughts. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you this. I'll, I, if I was there, I'd probably be the only one escorted out of that building when Randy Pitchford came out. <laughs> You're um, taking a big cake just to throw at him so, with daggers. <laughs> I'll be the only one booing the whole time in the audience. <laughs> um, you can't be there, Gary. You're at the VGAs shouting out for The Witcher 3. You, said, oh, you're, the one, you're the one that shouted that out, was... please don't make Fallout the game of the year. <laughs> Yeah, the, the guy in the front row, he's clear, you better not say Fallout. Don't say Fallout. <laughs> and Jesus like, what the hell? <laughs> that was great. That was a great one. Um, but no, uh, Battleborn, you know, I got to play it a little bit back in the uh, in the summer. Um, I did enjoy it. Uh, I played it on the PC, though. Um, I did enjoy it, uh, but it's not a game I'm going to buy simply because it's a MOBA. I'm not a huge fan of MOBAs in general. But I, I am seeing a trend with it right now. Um, it's kind of the same trend that happened with MMOs. Um, yeah. And it's the fact that World of Warcraft came out and it was the king of the hill for 10 years. You know, all these MMOs that came out tried to dethrone it and they couldn't do it. Yeah, they got their audience, they got their fans, and they were still successful, but they couldn't dethrone World of Warcraft. And it's the same thing now with MOBAs. You got League of Legends, which is the king of the hill, and everybody's trying to dethrone it. And the real two games that had a chance of dethroning it, which is Dota 2 and Heroes of the Storm from Blizzard, they have both failed to do so. Um, They're still still successful. Yeah, they're still super popular, and they have millions and millions of players, but they haven't dethroned League of Legends. So I think all these companies now that are releasing these MOBAs, they know they can be thrown League of Legends, so they're moving their MOBAs to the consoles, where yeah. there is no League of Legends, and they can easily take the crown there. And hence um, why they put the money up front for it like that. Yeah. Sorry, Aaron, yeah, you and they just... also, You know, the shooter fans are a lot of them are still on the consoles. Um, mm. oh, you, you're kind of like the shooter genre and all that. It's still super popular on PC, but of course there's so much more rampant cheating that a lot of people don't want to play their shooters on consoles or on PCs anymore. Um, so I think that the blend, you know, cash in on the MOBA crowd, but also cash in on the shooter fans as well. So when you mix the yeah. two together, you get a very good formula and you really don't have that big game to compete against. So why not take the crown early while you still can yeah, that's it. Totally, totally get that. Um, Aaron, you wanted to say something after that? Um, I'm just trying to think what else I actually can say now. Um, oh yeah, um, about what you mentioned with World of Warcraft and also League of Legends. What you really need, or what I've actually noticed, is developers, like you said, they were trying to cash in by having a very similar game. But that's where they've always gone wrong. You have to differentiate yourself in order to actually get yourself into the market, which is why Final Fantasy XI and XIV have been so popular. 
and done so well, and same with Guild Wars in the MMO market. And so Heroes of the Storm's having a problem with the player base. I mean, it might be by Blizzard, but you have to pay for that MOBA. Yeah. Which comes to the other point, which is why Dota 2 has actually got a really big player base, which is very close to a million daily unique players. But obviously, yeah, League of Legends is already well over... 30, 40 million unique a day, I think. There's something ridiculous yeah, like that. It is a ridiculous amount. <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely ridiculous how many players are playing that game. Yeah. And then, of course, monthly, it's in the hundreds of millions. So, <laughs> Yeah, and you just have to think about, like, nothing really dethroned World of Warcraft. Um, people just lost interest because there wasn't enough content coming out. So yeah. they moved on. So until that happens to League of Legends... Um, it's going to be king of the hill until people just lose interest and find something else to play. Yeah. It's really all it's going to come down. Cause I honestly, like I said, those two were the only two that could have dethroned world or league of legends. And so far they failed to do so. And I just don't see anything else coming out that could do it at this point. So. Definitely consoles. Yeah. Here's the untapped market. As we said, um, quickly, uh, I was going to go with the next story along, but who cares about chronological order? Um, Yakuza 5 is getting a release date, of course, after all this. And you know when it's out? It's out Tuesday the 8th of December, which by the time this podcast is out, it's probably there now. You can go buy it if you've still got PS3. <laughs> Do you like Yakuza? <laughs> Um, uh, by the way, enjoy Chin. I I sent him a little code a couple of days ago, so I purchased him a copy for his Christmas present. Ah, <laughs> he'll be happy. Oh, he was very happy. You should have seen him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um three years ago this month, of course, that it was released in Japan. So <laughs> it's been a long time coming. They also mentioned Yakuza Zero was uh, releasing in the West, and then Sega came out and said that it wasn't releasing in the West, despite the fact that the promotional material said it was. So don't quite know what happened there. Um, I thought I, it was Yakuza 0. Yes, yes. In in the trailer they showed it, said it was. Um, Sega then came out and said, we have not confirmed that it's out. Uh, so okay. either somebody has made an error somewhere <laughs> along the way, or Sega don't know what they're doing, which is far more likely. Um <laughs> Oh, you know, I've just heard some breaking news on this one. Apparently, there's no Billy Jean in the PS4 version of Vice City. Yeah. Oh wow! Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, could be some licensing issues there. Uh, oh dear. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'll let you guys quickly talk about this. Um, Gary, why are you going to paint a rock star? Yeah. <laughs> is Gary gone, or is Gary available? I think he's disappeared. Oh. Anyone else oh, got a Yakuza fix? He said he's got to go off from Mike from my. Okay. Oh, um, no. Anyone else care for Yakuza? Well, I've never yeah. played a Yakuza game, so... I've never played a Yakuza game either. However, looking at it, I do actually want to play one of them, and probably Zero would be the one to get into it first. Yeah, I'll probably yeah. wait till Zero. Yeah, Zero would be wait, I, I missed part when you guys said something. Sega hasn't confirmed this. What did, what did you say? Um, yes, Sega sent out a tweet earlier tonight, just 
after the announcement saying that they have not confirmed that there'll be a Western release, despite the fact that the trailer said there'll be a Western release. Um, so, yeah, I don't know who's in the wrong there. <laughs> yeah, he was in North America when the guy announced it. Yeah. There you go. Oh. <laughs> That's Sega. They don't even know what they're doing. Um, Gary? Yeah. Um, Gary, yeah. did you want to talk about Yakuza? Oh, yeah. Yakuza is one of the greatest franchises that Sega has that they failed to capitalize on. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't blame them because the Yakuza games haven't really been big sellers outside of Japan, which is unfortunate because they kind of seem to go head-to-head with everything Rockstar releases, which is a shame. Um, and so there's a lot of those comparisons. I know when they first uh, decided to port over the first Yakuza on a PS2, they put a lot of production into that game. They spent a lot of money getting high-end voice actors and all that stuff. Um so, so they tried really hard. It wasn't a good payoff for them. They released Yakuza 2 without dubbing it. They only translated the game. So it was still in the Japanese voiceovers. Um, and they went on with that, uh, with 3 and then with, with 4, um, Dead Souls. But, I, you know, 5, it's just a shame that it's coming so late. I mean, 5 released, like, 3, 4 years ago in Japan. Yeah. Um, but it's good that we're finally getting it. I'm really happy about the Yakuza 0. I hope that it is coming to North America and it wasn't a problem that Sega maybe wanted to announce it themselves. I don't know. I, th- I think they may have forgot that they would put that in there and that it was they were going <laughs> to tease it later on. But Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's one of those things where Sega just can't translate between the North America and Japanese branches. Like They have had issues for like 25 years now. Which um, just makes it more of a relief that Sony are helping out on Shenmue. <laughs> so, uh, exactly. Might actually, I mean, not a great big relief because you know, Sony aren't likely to not do, do bad things, but it's just probably better than Sega at the minute. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I am hoping that you know Yakuza Zero is coming out, and I'm hoping that they actually release like the the PS2 classics versions of of one and two as well. Um, you see it. It is entirely yeah. possible. Yeah, I, I, you know, like I said, Yakuza is a fantastic fan. They have some of the best stories, like I think I've ever, you know, had the chance to experience. You know, especially yeah. when it deals like the Yakuza and stuff like that. Like Yakuza yeah. Three, literally brought a tear to my eye when when you know a certain character dies. I'm not going to say what happens, but you know, it was very emotional and it was portrayed really well and. It's just, they are fantastic games, and people should play them. It's just a shame not enough yeah. to do it. Even Dead Souls, which is mental and just weird, <laughs> it's all around yeah, being weird, it's, it's still fun. <laughs> it's just what it does, because it's just the stupidest, most Japanese zombie game ever. <laughs> it was, I just did not expect it at all, but I was like, eh, you know, it's all right, not bad, like this. Uh, yeah, so... Can't fault a bit of Yakuza. So yeah, hopefully it'll do well. But yeah, the fact that it's coming on to PS3 probably not going to help it. It's, uh, and the yeah, fact that it's coming so late too, which is a shame. Yeah, so, yeah, at this point in time it is probably a bit late. But the fans that wanted the Western release will at least get the Western release. I know I know a few that will be happy. <laughs> but like, I, I'm personally, I'm going to buy it just so I can complete the set. But hmm. I'm probably going to play it when it eventually and hopefully eventually comes to PlayStation Now instead. 
Yeah, I've still I, got to I, finish. I don't, I don't plug well. in my PSP to play it. <laughs> um, keeping it Japanese, um, Street Fighter Five stuff was announced as well. Um, Ono oh. came out on stage. Uh, Yoshi Ono came out on stage dressed super ridiculous, but it was wonderful. He had comedy-sized uh, Ryu fighting gloves on, which is... Uh, that man is just... He brightens the dullest game, which, luckily, Street Fighter doesn't look like being. Uh, new characters in group Fang, which is uh, the second-in-command of the Shadaloo, which I'm sure Rob will be quite happy about to hear that you can have a henchman. Um, also... They announced a few more characters, didn't they? There was um, uh, the likes of Guile, Dalsim, etc. We already knew about. Uh, and it's coming out in February 16th, 2016. Um, anyone excited for Street Fighter? Not anymore. Only because it's next. I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've enjoyed what I've played of it so far. I like the story, the little story. I tried a bit of the story mode as well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, already. Yeah, I've been part of the test. Confidential, I guess. But oh, well, I've said it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing some parts of Street Fighter Five already. It's the things I liked about Four and the Ultra are definitely come through, and yeah. like, that's what I like about it. That's the stuff that's made me like Street Fighter again because the original Street Fighter Four just put me off. It, it was just didn't feel right for me. And it was probably the last time I really loved a fighting game it was before that came out. And it just the minute it came out, that was it, it killed it for me on that genre. But yeah, as much as I had many issues with the uh, recent PS4 release of Ultra Street Fighter Four, it was it had stuff about it that I loved. And yeah, well, it's nice to see it coming and nice to have. This be this big PlayStation exclusive, but PlayStation and PC. Yeah, sorry, go on, man. So yeah, oops. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say anything. <laughs> sure, you can redact some of it. <laughs> yeah, redact. Well, to be fair, I didn't talk about the game at all. Really, I just said I liked it. Yeah, there you go. I like it. There you yeah. go. But and I'm basing it on Street Fighter Four. So when I played Street Fighter Four, it was really, really good. This year. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, Aaron? The last time I liked a Street Fighter game was Alpha 3. Uh, Alpha 3 was on the PSP, wasn't it? Or the play- oh, yeah, the PlayStation. It's and the PS- yeah. Yeah, quite a long time ago, and obviously my favourite character on there was um, Karen. Yeah. And I'm like thinking, is she ever going to be in a Street Fighter game? Then as soon as she was announced for Street Fighter V, I was like, right, that's an instant buy. Yeah, I was like that with Rolento, to be honest as well. And just characters like that I'm happy to see. Yeah, it's it's nice to feel excited about Street Fighter again in that respect. Um yeah, Gary, what about you? I'm not excited anymore, no. <laughs> oh, because not so good. Yeah. I, I was excited until my two favorite characters are not even in the game, even as DLC characters. So I'm like, screw you, Capcom. I don't want this. Who else is in um, Akuma. No Scott and no Akuma. So, ah, Akuma. Akuma's just like 
Dragon Ball incarnate. It's just bollocks. Come on. <laughs> Akuma's one of the best <laughs> characters. No Sagat is, is a big game changer for me. I don't know why he's like, no, he's been in every fucking Street Fighter game ever, except for Third Strike, because nobody was in that game. He'll <laughs> probably turn up as I think it came to the point where they just couldn't find a balance with Sagat and Street Fighter 4. Because, <laughs> like, he'd either be too powerful or he'd be too weak. And, like, we give up. We don't yeah. know what to do with Sagat. So they didn't even yeah. include him in this. <laughs> And yet they included oh. Ken, who was probably one of the most up and down fighters in the last game, in the different yeah. uh, variations well, you know, of it. There's just some staple characters of Street Fighter that I'm just baffled are not in the game. You know, like why is Guile DLC? Why is he not an original character? That makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just those things. Uh, the there's a huge change in how the characters play. Oh, sorry, BRB, keep talking, guys. <laughs> yeah, there is. Big change, but um, what else can we really say about Street Fighter? I, yeah, as I said I, it's a series I've grown up with. You know, Street Fighter Two is pretty much my favorite beat 'em up ever. Sorry. Yeah, cool. No, I was gonna say like there's a rapid change to how the character. Like I, I got to play as Vega back at in, in the summer during the game show that was here in yeah. Utah, and he is radically different from how he used to be. Um, some people like it, some people won't. I'm I I'm not looking forward to Street Fighter Five anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> there you go, Gary. To lose the damning verdict on Street Fighter Five. So don't get your hopes up. <laughs> Sorry, Gary's a admission. Um, we're gonna go for a, a Tim Schafer special here because he announced like everything basically. This uh, starting off with Psychonauts. Two got announced, but only as a Kickstarter and a Psychonauts VR game. Any Psychonauts fans here? I've only played a little bit of the first one, and I've actually got some but... uh, it's a, Yeah, it's a nice game. It's just it's probably one of the last big quirky games he did, yeah. uh, and it, it's nice that it's finally got a sequel. It's one of those games that people have always been, oh, we want a sequel to this. It's like it's. Another beyond good and evil in that sense that no one ever thought they'd see it. Now, of course, uh, Tim Schafer's remastering or sequelizing everything he's ever done. Um, yeah. Like, uh, as I was going to move on to, Full Throttle, one of his earlier games. Yeah, and it's coming to PlayStation after all these years. Which is uh, 20 years old, actually, this year, funny enough, that game. Uh, it'll be remastered in HD, of course, um, for PlayStation 4 and Vita. So that'd be nice to have. Um, carrying on with that, I think there was another one, wasn't there, that got announced? Yeah. The Tentacle, which is another one of favourites. Yeah, so, yeah, he's gone for a big old one. Been a lot of backlash, of course, with uh, Double Fine after Broken Age with the uh, funding problems, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, I was really annoyed about that because... Initially, you put in a Kickstarter, wasn't it? I think he had for mm-hmm. basically the entire game series, yeah. and instead he decided to only release it as a two part, and you had to buy the second part as well. And actually, no, actually, hold on, I'm just trying to think. Oh no, it wasn't. You had to buy the second part. You either bought the first part at a slightly lower price. Or you just spent a full hog at £20, I think it was. And you would eventually get the second part, but it took so long with it. And 
I don't know what he did on the second part, but he just completely ruined the story. I felt. So I think, I yeah, for PC it did, definitely. Whereas, of course, when it came to PlayStation this year, it was all in, all in one. And you know, personally, I found it better that way because I hadn't touched it on PC. Yeah. So to experience the whole story is one, I found it a much better game. A lot of people don't like the second half of Broken Age, but I think it fits as a whole. I think most of it did come down to the fact that they annoyed a lot of people with what they did, and quite oh, yeah. fairly say that. But it shouldn't take away that I still it's still a really good game, and probably don't rate it as high as I did at the time. But I think it's still one of the better written games out there, and one of the funnier ones of the last year or so. So. Yeah, and, and as for the other stuff, you know, it's great. Yeah, to have Dead the Tentacle back is uh, nice as well, and Full Throttle is pretty cool. I remember, I just think I one of the first PC games I played, I think, was Full Throttle as well. <laughs> it's just, it's mad to see it coming back like this. And can't, these games suit the Vita as well so well. As I found it with Broken Age, I found it with Grim Fandango, they just work better. It's nice to have that. Are they actually coming to the Vita? Yeah, yeah, they, they did last time. Grim Fandango went to Vita, Broken Age went to Vita, and yeah, they just they just work better for me there yeah. because they are like your tablet games these days. You know, it's point and click stuff. Touchscreen. Yeah, so it that's what I like. How it's the sort of adventure games that need to be around still because they're more relevant. I feel because of the humour. Yeah, in them. Yeah, it's, it's like cool. with um, Broken Sword. Mm. You put everything onto the tablet instead of actually updating it for the uh, consoles or the PC because I knew they were going to get a lot more uh, viewership on mobile. Yeah, and hence, um, I think that also went to Vita as well, funnily enough. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it shows. It, it, it's something that Vita doesn't get enough of, I think, in a way. It would be a good, strong really place for it. Especially yeah. as Telltale had to stop doing it for uh, their series. In recent ones, they haven't done um, Tales from the Borderlands, Game of Thrones, and Minecraft Story Mode haven't hit Vita, which after all the others had. Which is a shame because they, that sort of game is a perfect fit. Yeah, I um, think they had problems yeah. though, didn't they, with The Walking Dead <laughs> and the loading times and the crashing? Mm, and the... Yeah, which is mad because they can make it work on tablets. So. Yeah. Strange that I've said the same about so many games. It's like if they can make it work on tablet, why isn't it on Vita? And it's like yeah. things like XCOM, which are one of the things I was disappointed didn't get announced tonight, which was the the long rumored version of that. But yeah, it, it's one of those things. We've gone into a side story here, but it is unfortunate that there are so many games that would work so well on Vita just reported and they, they don't get done and it's hard to know what end of that is the problem if it's Sony not caring or if it's just the company not caring to do it. But uh, getting back on... Abandoned it. <laughs> yeah. But um, what else is there to really come from Tim Schafer now, apart from all these old games coming back? It's hopefully be cool to have them back. And Grim Fandango was a bit hit and miss, I found. Uh, yeah, it's narrative wise and it was brilliant it still works because he never solved that game breaking bug which can happen a few times uh what happened was is when you left the main city went through now i'm just trying to 
figure it out without spoiling it for everyone. Uh, there's a certain point about three quarters of the way through the game where you're supposed mm. to catch a train, I believe. And there's a certain point where you had to do something and it wouldn't trigger. Oh. And it used to happen... Uh, oh, when was the game released? 95, I think, 96? Yeah. Back then, uh, whenever I played it, I must have played the game ten different times getting up to that point, and only once did I manage to actually trigger the event and get through to no. complete the game. And it was just... Uh, so annoying. And I got it again on the Steam release. I don't know what it, it's like again on the PlayStation Store where they may have fixed it, but on the Steam release they also had the same bug and they never fixed it. Hmm. And it was quite irritating really, but yeah, I just hope the on and fixes that really. That's all I want to achieve now. Other than full throttle data tentacle stuff. <laughs> I suppose that it's just us old folks that remember these games, so I'll move on from <laughs> there. <laughs> hey, um, this is a great time for new folks to enjoy them too, if they're smart enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was my I interesting... I mean, not shooting and blowing stuff up, but it's the adventure of it that's fantastic. And the writing oh, yes. is amazing. Yeah. Some of the best writing you'll ever see. As I said, my main issue with from Fandango was mechanically it was still a bit off. You know, it doesn't when you've had years of modern sensibilities, it does feel a bit iffy. But yeah. I think that's less of, less of a problem if you've played it before. Uh, what else do we get? I'm going to try and get through these a bit quicker because we've been talking at length about everything, which is understandable. So it's some good stuff. Um, so we'll do a quick short answer thing for a few stories. Right, Guns Up was announced for the PS4. It's come out to... Day, I believe, <clears throat> and it's free to play. Oh no, it's out in early 2016. It'll be free to play when it releases. Anybody interested, say yay or nay. Yay. Well, I'm sure he said it was out today. Oh, this stuff. It no, it's out early 2016. Apparently, it's out. No, it says available now in one place. We've got a Sega thing here. One place saying it's 2016. One saying available now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said it's coming it out today. Yeah, it is available now. There you go. Sorry, I've re-looked it up somewhere else. It is definitely available now. Whoever wrote the story on PSU, you were wrong. John Paul Jones. <laughs> yeah, so was, was that a yay from everyone? Yeah, that depends. I've already had my free-to-play game that I'm addicted to, so I can't afford to. <laughs> I'll say this, it looks good, looks fun. I'm worried about microtransactions. It's going to be riddles. Yeah. On the other side of the things that have come out today, that two of us here can actually talk about because we've played it, and we can say that now because it's out. Um, Fat Princess Adventures is uh, oh yes, amazing game. It is. I will say it now, and you can have this quote on the back of any box yeah. or digital store or whatever. It's Diablo for kids. Yeah, it is. It's a looting game, but it's got silly childish humour and fart jokes and. Some cursing. It still has cursing in it. Yeah. So it's not very family friendly. But awesome. yeah, it's it's adorable fun. And the fact that you could just eat up to cake and turn into a big fatty and, <laughs> and smash things. <laughs> yeah. I got to play the um close beta with my son and he absolutely loved it as well. So yeah, it's I think it'll 
it should do quite well. It's a shame in a way that it has come out now at this time of year instead of, say, January, February, when it would have been a bit further removed. Here's the question, though. Is it worth the $20 price tag? <laughs> do you like Diablo? Yes, I love Diablo. Then probably yes. Yeah, it's nice. It's one of those games you could just zone out and play. I think. Yeah. Is it PS4 only, or is it... Yeah, PS4 yeah. only. Yeah, PS4 only. Yeah, it's, it's... I quite like it. I think yeah. if I'd got more time with it, and it'd been a bit earlier in the year, I would have had it up higher in the yeah. better games of the year. It's really quite fun. So I was surprised. If you give it a wait, Gary, I'll buy it, and we can play it together. Well, someone, someone's got a review. To buy it. <laughs> What's that? No, uh, what do you mean? I said, I'm yeah, not going to wait for you to buy it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to buy it for you. I'm just saying that if you if you're not sure mm-hmm. about it, I'm going to buy it later the week. Later the week, you know, Wednesday time probably. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was just me pimping that because it's good. Um, <laughs> what else did we get? Uh, we saw Ratchet and Clank, the PS4 version, which they used the movie cutscene movie bits for the cutscenes and it was quite noticeable I found between that and the game itself um, but it looks fun platformer on PS4 and it's high budget so can't complain anyone else happy about that Aaron I am super happy about it you're not Aaron you're Gary go away <laughs> <laughs> well you ask sorry, anybody else <laughs> sorry I missed that sorry how do you feel Ratchet and Clank on PS4 I've never actually played a Ratchet and Clank game. Get out so, before. <laughs> so, uh, during the actual conference, a few people have actually just been saying to me, really got to play it, and if you haven't played one yet, then this is the one to actually play, because it looks like a basically a remake of the first one. It is, effectively. Yeah, it is a remake of the first one, but retell- it's a retelling of the first one, should we say. It's not going to be exactly the same story. Yeah. Instead of following the game, it's following the movie, which was following the game, but the movie's slightly different. So it's following the game of the movie of the game. Yeah. The movie of yeah. the game. It, yeah. This is going to get confusing. <laughs> it's a game based on the movie, which is kind of based on the original game. Yeah. There you go. And they've used that in their promoting, uh, the yeah. promotion of the game as it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah and so... I might actually give it a go, I think. You've got to. I want to hear what slice that I sounds like in it. So it's got him and John Goodman in it. I know that much. So I will never. I always. I have a photo, of a, a dialogue from years and years ago that I'm never going to get rid of. Basically, uh, there was a stream chariot event for Ratchet and Clank, and Ted Price turned up into the chat, and I jokingly said, "You should add a character called Chili into the game." And he said, one second, and he said, we're talking to writers about it. And nothing ever happened. Uh, I will hold this. this I have that screenshot forever. This will be it. This will be your year next year. (laughs) Chili will rise. It'll be be one of the weapons. It's called Chili. And it just chills people out with teeth. To be honest, it'd be an amazing weapon for... It'd be the Chili weapon. Everything you shoot turns into goats. (laughs) <laughs> That'll make no sense to anyone but you but, and us. It'll work. 
that. A lot of people would be expecting some sort of hot or cold gun, and it'd be like, no, it shoots goats. <laughs> so, um, Gary, what about you? Oh yeah, I'm super excited for it. I love Ratchet and Good. Clank. It's definitely my my favorite platformers of all the Sony platformers. Um, well, I think it's better it? than Jack. Crash, Spyro, I think is better than all of those. I'm sorry. I, I love the Ratchet and Clank franchise. Um, so yeah, I have all of them, um, even though I didn't really enjoy All for One, simply because of the co-op mechanics that were forced on you, but other than that, Nexus I got to play it. After that. What was that? Nexus was good after that. Yeah, it, but it wasn't a full fledged it. It, like, it was like two hours long, so... That was great. I liked it. I like it when yeah. it's. Uh, oh, it was so working. good. But yeah, I'm super stoked for it. I love that franchise. Um, I got to play it uh, in the summer. It was great fun. Like I, I've said it back then, like I'll say it now. That game, I'm pretty sure, is 100% complete. They're just not releasing it until the movie comes out. Yeah. I, I, what, I played, what I played felt like a finished game. <laughs> so. Yeah, they will yeah. just polish it to the hill now and make it yeah. look as nice as they can. Which is mm-hmm. cool. So everyone had their opinion on it? Good? Yes? Right, so we'll move on. We'll skip over the VR stuff for a minute because we'll talk around up in one little section, um, including why it, that embarrassing on-stage thing happened. Uh, but we'll finish off the rest of it with uh, Nino Cooney too. With, uh, yes! Stage, which is just like cool. It's still the most anticipated sequel to a game I still yet to play. <laughs> but, uh, I can it, say the same thing. I've yet yeah, to play it. Like, and I really want to. It just never came up at the right price and then PS4 came out and it just, yeah. Every time it's on sale, I never have any money. <laughs> so it's, it's those. But hopefully it'll be one of the ones that comes to um, PS Now or something. I have the collector edition that came with the spell book from the game. It's amazing. Nice. Yeah, but, yeah. $500 on eBay, Ben. That's how much you can sell that book for. Wow. <laughs> sell that book. <laughs> That's yeah, how rare that really, book is. That's insane. Yeah, it looks really good, though. The, the trailer they showed was like, instantly you knew what it was when they said it was by level five. And, oh, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. And this time I'm going to buy it. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. It's like there's big Ghibli fans in this house, and uh, it's just you can tell it's that art style straight away from looking at it. Everyone else, uh, well, you know, Gary's hyped for it, so you don't have to go too much on that one. We know Ben's got the original. Yeah. Um, Aaron, what about you? I read The thing is, I really wanted to play the original as well, but like you, the PlayStation 4 came out, and then when it went on sale for, I think, about £12 on PSN, I was like thinking... At one point, it was like £4, I think. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like thinking, I'm going to buy it, but I don't have my PlayStation 3 anymore because my brother's got it. So, (laughs) yeah. I've got my PS3 set up right next to my PS4. Mm -hmm. I literally have to press one button to change between the two, and I still don't. (laughs) I've just got to that stage now where I'm just like... "Eh." So the PlayStation 3 is collecting dust then. (laughs) It is, despite the fact that binary domain remains on there to be played again, and that's probably the only reason it exists. <laughs> yeah, uh, if they actually brought out a, well, if they brought it out on the PS4, I'd instantly get it. Which I reckon they would. 
well, one way or another, it'll either come on PS Now or it'll be sort of bundled in some or something. Yeah. So I don't get sold as well as they'd have probably hoped, but it didn't sell. Yeah, that considering how. Well, no, this is it. And, yeah, hey, it sold well enough for a sequel, man. That's all I care about. <laughs> in in Japan, like, yeah. it sold very well. Yeah, and this is a Japanese company teaming with a Japanese company. It yeah. makes sense. Oh, no, like, they team up with Disney, I think. With Ghibli. They own, yeah, they own Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Well, they, they um, yeah. distribute. In they the, collaborated um, with them for the first game. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well, yeah, it was around the time that they were doing that a lot, a lot of distribution between the two because uh, Ponyo came out and Disney, you know, distributed it in the West. And that meant, of course, that the kids in that film were children of the Cyrus and uh, Jonas brother fraternity. <laughs> and uh, sadly, but um, yeah, so it's just nice to have a sequel to a game that didn't necessarily do well over here. And it's coming over here. It's just even better. So cracking. Um, without going into any major specifics, there was a lot of VR stuff in the middle that, to be honest, again, and the main problem with VR, of course, is it's no good telling people or showing people on screen they, they need to experience it. But they tried, and it was embarrassing and terrible, as I found it. It's, yeah, I thought it was it, terrible. it's hard to sell. It was. I, I was really hoping they'd actually thought of a really cool way to pull it off, and they didn't. So, um, we'll leave with you, Aaron. What were your thoughts on the VR sections tonight? I thought it was atrocious, really. Uh, it started off with them with that kind of Tron-like disc, and mm. that just carried on way too long than what it needed to. It. I think the VR section is just purely a, a filler, filler, really. It was a promo section. It was literally just that, as it like, being but, what it is. Yeah, but for, even for promotion, it wasn't really very well executed at all. I think the only good thing that actually came from it was Res. Yeah, oh no, that, that was the highlight for me. <laughs> it was just like, to see Res again, it's yeah. just that bit. Not, not resident again. Of course, that yeah. crazy suit as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's just in the suit. Add a, a tinfoil hat, and you'll have the perfect suit. Then <laughs> it will be tinfoil. <laughs> but other than that, I think it was just completely forgettable. Really, yeah. nothing interesting. So it struggles because you can't really show it off in, without. Letting people play it. They should have shown off Kitchen. That would have scared everyone. Yeah, I was about to segue into Ben. You have actually tried a bit of VR on PlayStation. Yeah. You tried Kitchen. Yeah, I um, tried Kitchen. But, and that's of course one of the games that's going to be coming. But, but Kitchen wasn't really a game. It was more like a demo. Yeah, yeah. But all those they showed was pretty much a demo, really. Yeah. But how effective yeah, so you was? Yeah, really the game. Yeah. But as I said, Ben can tell us how effective that demo was playing yeah. it. It really showed off how good VR is. It, it doesn't matter if it's not a full game. It, it's a great showing of how scary the, it can be. How immersive the gameplay can be, even with the graphics not being super... I know, they weren't amazing, but it was so good that it, I got scared in real life. I panicked and screamed. 
<laughs> Screaming like a little girl would probably insult little girls. <laughs> <laughs> I um, saw something earlier, actually, uh, with um, Aaron Hansen, who is um, Eager Raptor, you know, Game Grumps, that guy. Um, he was mentioning about VR and you know, people doing it right and wrong. And uh, on the basis of what we're seeing tonight. And someone mentioned a good point in conversation with him that maybe VR should just be its own medium rather than just be tagged down with games. Because it's very difficult to sort of be just about games because it's been the problem with stuff like motion control in the past. It's like you limit yourself a bit if you just stick yourself in one medium. So that, that's what I'll ask Gary and Aaron is that do you think it should just be a more, more wide-ranging thing? You know, like you could tour virtual places, which you already can in some of the, like the Oculus. You can go around Jerry Seinfeld's apartment, or you can go on the bridge of the Enterprise and things like that. Should you pretty much said exactly what I was about to say. It would be the perfect thing for estate agents, for instance, where mm-hmm. show someone around the house and the property without actually having to go to the house and the property. And it's exactly. a really good application in that regards. Yeah, I mean, just I to definitely agree with that. Yeah, oh, don't agree with me, Gary. It's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was agreeing with Aaron. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. So by proxy, that's fine. <laughs> no, like just imagine, like say you know, you you can't afford to go to like Japan or something. Oh, I'll just put on the headset and go through Japan that way. Next you know, area. without actually having to go in there. Yeah, I think it's, you want to it can be great Yeah, you still so can't get the real thing though because you can't get to uh, taste the food. Oh, the food's so good there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like say say you're booking a hotel. You know, I'm oh I'm going on vacation or on holiday. Oh, let's see if this hotel is good. Well, these pictures yeah. suck. Let me go virtual reality and see how it would look like if I was there. You know, I yeah. think there's so many possibilities. Um, but it just has to be the right time and it has to be promoted correctly to use VR. There's so I many mean, ways you can use it. And just for games, I don't think it's just for games. They have to find a way to use it for a lot of different things. Which is probably where it's going to suffer somewhat for Morpheus because it will generally have to be for games. Unless movies get to the stage where they have extras that let you tour certain sets in a VR format maybe that would be amazing you know if you had your favorite movies and you could just walk through iconic locations like i said that they've already proven with oculus that you can do that quite effectively Um, yeah and i think that's where the differences will come in i think this is why i personally believe like the oculus and the samsung vr is going to be more successful than the than the morpheus because morpheus from what I've seen and from what they've said is specifically garnered to gamers. Yeah. Whereas those are universal for a lot of different things. Yeah, totally agree. I think I think what's going to happen is if Sony actually finds that the Morpheus doesn't actually sell well, they're going to put it straight onto the PC. And I thought yeah. they were going to do that in the first place anyway. But it looks like they kind of backtracked, didn't they? And left it purely for the PlayStation. Yeah. So 
I honestly can't see because console gamers go for console for one reason ease of use and it's much cheaper to start off with than PC or other kind of computers but mm. they're not going to want to have a virtual reality headset which is going to cost exactly the same as a console so I think no. they're going to be limiting their market absolutely massively and they're going to be forced to put up other devices as well I think yeah, I think it comes back to that same problem we were talking about earlier, doesn't it? It's uh, not quite a good fit in some ways. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that, that's really the big thing. It's going to come down to how much it's going to cost and the software that's going to be available for it. Like, If the thing costs, say, for example, $300, right, is it going to come? Like, Can I play most of my games with my controller or do I have to have a move controller? If I have to have a move controller, it better come bundled with it because I don't want to spend extra money for that. Agreed. And yeah. it has, yeah, it has to have a strong software lineup with promises that a lot of games are going to support it. Because, like the move, you know, you have such great technology, and then nobody wants to develop with it. You know, VR is going to be the same way, and Sony does not have a good track record with new technology, let's be honest. Everything they've put their money on has failed, outside of the PS4. Which is um, move stupid, failed. They produce really good tech. It's they do. the wrong way, every time. Yeah, you know, the yeah. move has failed, they pushed 3D TVs, that has failed, and now you they have can't. this big yeah. thing like VR, which can really break your company if it fails quite honestly, because I'm pretty sure they put a lot of manpower and a lot of money into making sure this thing is good. And if it does not take off, it can really hurt yeah. Sony. If they weren't in the position and, they're in now, in terms of, I, because they'll probably pull it into their gaming division, which makes money, um, it won't be such a bad loss. But, yeah, it is a risk still. But again, it comes back to this, uh, I call it the connect sort of thing, where you're trying to cash in on something that's big, which in that case was motion control that the Wii had done. And you'll make your money in the short term if you do it just about right for the average consumer to go, oh, yeah, that's cool, I'll try that out. And then they'll chuck it in a bin after a few months, having wasted a load of money, because there are people out there that will do it. It's why yeah, like, digital prices it stay high. Where... Because... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, Carol. I was going to say, Sony has this issue where they're either too late for something, like they were with the move. I think people had moved on from the motion controls. Or they're too early and people aren't ready for it, like the 3D TVs. So, or if you think VR, about it, thing just... is, VR is very iffy right now, whether it's the in thing or not. Because there isn't really a VR technology right now that I can just go and buy and enjoy. You know, nothing is officially out yet. No, so, some is. What was price? Um, my friend got it in Holland. I think he paid about 150, 160 euros. That's reasonable. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad price for what it is, if you're going to do it right. Yeah, but mind you, that's just the actual headset. You need to have a Samsung S6 or an S6 Edge. Yeah, and let's uh, so. also not forget 
that the NX is probably going to be coming out next year. And who knows what that console is going to do. Like, we don't know if it's going to come bundled with VR or not. We don't know anything about it. So, it could be a huge game changer what that console offers. Yeah, there's been um, a little leak of some information about it already. Uh, apparently, they're thinking about having something similar to, like, the Wii U controller. And you're going to have the base units. And what happens is, is you're going to have another controller anyway, but you'll have the Wii U controller plugged in next to the console. So that will give it like its full graphical power or whatever. And then obviously you use a normal controller to actually play the games. So if you wanted to take the game onto a handheld and play it elsewhere when it travels or something, you pick up like the Wii U controller kind of device and it's going to have the screen on there so you can actually start playing it that way. However because you're taking away some of the graphical power the game's graphics will downgrade but you can carry on playing it as normal and I think they're also going to be using similar to the Xbox One's um, online graphical capabilities where it just plugs in and you know that kind of really weird system which didn't take off on the Xbox but um, yeah, that's. I think they're the rumours going around at the moment, but I don't mm. think there's anything about VR currently. That could change, obviously. It's Nintendo. Intriguing. Okay, I would be but... very surprised if Nintendo uses VR, mainly because it took them this long to get into HD. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally the, the group that will just say, "Yeah, we're doing our own." Yes, I expect. The, if if VR goes well, I expect the next Nintendo console to be VR based after the NX. Yeah. If, if, if VR does well, then yeah, I suppose it depends on how this machine goes. So. Uh, um, also, I really think they should call it the Ultra, Ultra Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> Super <laughs> duper. <laughs> well, we have the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Super Nintendo. Ultra. Super Ultra Wii U. Well, they dropped in Wii now, because I really think this should have been called the Super Wii. (laughs) Instead of Wii U. Super Wii. (laughs) Super Wii. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And you just really need to go, and you just, like, shoot the stream urine right over a wall. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that would be amazing. What they could have done was had the old Super Nintendo style design for the console. I was going to say they could, that could be their logo. They could just have a, a stream of urine just flying <laughs> over the logo. A family game. We actually had a yellow logo. <laughs> oh, dear. The Super Wii. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're terrible. The, 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 the Wii 64. Yeah, uh, but in terms of VR, I think it will be a success, but not on a PlayStation. No, I think it'll be a general all-round success. But uh, yeah, as we were saying, implementing it elsewhere probably help it out more. Yeah. Um, let's move on. So we, we've done all our news for this one, and we are 
doing what we normally do where we say, hey, we won't take long tonight, and we are taking a long time. So <laughs> we will go on to reviews, I think, now, and to get the wrap-up done. We'll start with a game I can't whoa, even whoa, whoa. There, There's some quick news bits that I kind of want to add, if that's okay. Oh, go on. Do a little round-up, Gary. Go on. I'll, I'll, I'll be quick. Um, just some of the new stuff that was announced. The Telltale Batman game is coming out. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> We've so, so concentrating on tonight. I've gotten the second DLC pack from Mortal Kombat 10, which has mm-hmm. Boraito, Leatherface, a Xenomorph from Aliens, and some weird new, I guess noob cybot or shang sung character yeah. that forms all the robots yeah so yeah, yeah i don't i don't good. understand the poor raicho thing i think that's terrible <laughs> of all the characters they could have picked they picked the worst one ever yeah, but... they sort of balance that by having things like leatherface and alien so it's not too yeah, bad I the, just have those two guys and then jason and freddy already they just need to make a monster mashup fighting game there that, that's the logical yeah, choice yeah. For the he's pretty much, <laughs> he pretty much at this point making to... me think yeah i want to watch, i want to play the game now just because of the characters in it yeah also uh uh ign had an interview too where they said that they wanted to get leatherface in the game but i guess yeah. it just licensing and stuff they couldn't come to an agreement with it so or not leatherface sorry michael myers yeah. Yeah. So that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were good things too. Uh, I uh, called the idea of having a Batman Telltale game a while back, so I'm quite smug there. But also, uh, King of Fighters 14 yeah. as well. That's True. That was also out. And, and it's 3D this time as well. And with 50 characters. Capcom. Yeah. Yes, Capcom. It's got <laughs> characters, not. <laughs> That's all. That's all I've about that. <laughs> it's fine having fifty characters as long as people don't use only six. <laughs> uh, anything else, Gary? You want to add before we go to reviews? Um, I think that's it. I do. I did just want to add. I think Batman is the logical character to do if you're going to do a comic book one of all the characters they have. But yeah. other than that, um. No, that, that's all I wanted to point out. I think John Paul said that it looks like it would be the new 52 as well, which would be quite intriguing. So, yeah. Couldn't get down with that, definitely. Still prefer it was like you were playing Jim Gordon rather than Batman. But biggest oh, I do find it funny that the Batman game is coming before the originally announced Marvel game. I did find that funny. Oh, yeah. I suppose that's why they're getting out of the way first. <laughs> ah, okay. Right, let's uh, let's go with the reviews. And I'm probably going to ask Aaron to pronounce the title of this one, as he is more fluent in the Japanese language than I. Um, Aaron, if you can yeah. see the reviews, yeah, right, you know just, what I'm talking. Uh, I'm just booting up the PC quickly because I just can't yeah. see. <laughs> I'll say it is the uh, fourth review down. Fifth review? Fourth review down on that one. But while we're doing that quickly, just we didn't mention um, the whole Kojima not being allowed to accept his award at the Game Awards. I know we're not allowed to swear, but. And we're not allowed really to swear, but 
You know what? Screw it. I'm going to break it. Fuck Konami. <laughs> I think that's a general round fuck Konami on that one. Yeah. Uh, Force of Fume, is it? Yep. AECP World Conquest. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to say it wrong. <laughs> Uh, this review by Dane Smith, who is back in the saddle and reviewing games out there in China. Um, he said, it's a unique cross of visual novel, RPG and strategy with fun and addictive gameplay. Learn some historical names and geography as you delve into a fun, laid-back story with ample amounts of combat and quests to keep you occupied. New Game Plus gives you a reason to come back and take alternate routes to glory to test your strategic senses. He likes the unique character bloat fix. Large, unique cast of characters, multiple routes to global conquest. He didn't like, there's lots of dialogue filler and feels like you're in high school at times. It's Japanese. It's always high school. Um, you give it 9 out of 10. It's good. <laughs> Look at me generalizing a nation. So, um, we'll skip over any uh, thing on that because we've got a few things to do. Um, Next up, okay, I can skip after this because it's only me that's played it. Uh, Minecraft Story Mode Episode 3, The Last Place You Look, which uh, I gave 8 out of 10. I said it's easily the strongest episode of Minecraft Story Mode yet. The Last Place You Look does one does to a series that looked like it would be a sinking ship just one episode again ago, which is true. It looked like it was going nowhere in the second episode, and uh, pulled it back round. Tells her they have a habit of doing that. The second episode's rubbish gets it back on track um, and then we come to Gary uh, reviewed a game for us uh, probably the, one of the last big games of the year uh, he reviewed Just Cause 3 now Gary you gave it 9 out of 10 did you not is Gary alive no don't tell me Gary's not here to re- for his own review no I don't think he's here oh well I'll carry on and say what I'm saying <laughs> hopefully he'll come on um, his final word was it's filled with action Just Cause 3 offers a massive and realised world with engrossing scenes inspired by works like those from Michael Bay just the good stuff uh, skill development aside the sequel delivers on all fronts uh, he liked the action packed gameplay embracing of experimentation and the massive open world filled with objectives he doesn't like the unforgivable load times limited fast travel or the questionable skill progression and as I said, he gave it 9 out of 10. And if he's not here in a minute, he can't explain why he gave it 9 out of 10. I, I'm back. I'm back. What's oh, up? There he is. Oh, okay. So 9 out of 10 for Just Cause. Yes. Yes. Explain yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, It's super fun. Uh, like I said, it's one of those just pure fun action games. Um, yeah. Obviously, the loading times can get pretty bad. Um, I don't believe they're 15 minutes bad like some people have said they are i don't believe that i think that's on uh, the simply, xbox isn't yeah it? you're playing on the wrong console I, for that <laughs> i just don't believe that somebody would sit 15 minutes on a loading screen without thinking their game froze with, before restarting their system i just don't believe I that probably would sorry. yeah i would have been turning yeah, my console up to that and, stand on it. and wait that's uh, that just was it the frame rates sorry, Aaron? Bits, um all over the place um, well, ben, Ben, you watched me stream. Did you see any real bad frame rate issues? Not really. No. It's pretty. And that's, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I there was a f- few drops, but it wasn't anything that called issues. Yeah, we, and I did not run into any of those. Uh, the only time I really ran into a yeah. bad frame rate drop 
is when I was literally right in front of the explosion as it happened, yeah. and it just oh, yeah, yeah, it just covered the street of fire. Yeah. Yeah, this happened with um, Fallout 4, though, as well. Yeah. A, uh, an Xbox-loving writer decided to put out an article saying that the PlayStation version ran worse and <laughs> had all these major problems that never turned up, as it turned out, and the Xbox version turned out to be worse. Well, and, with Just Cause, that's the exact same thing, because... Um... Yeah, so I was saying, they've done it. This is not the first time. This yeah. is twice in recent memory that someone has done this, which is... Odd, really. It's it's very very strange. Just cause but... dropping down to twenty frames per second if you're in a, near some trees on the Xbox. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. I, I quote uh, Stephen W. Burns from Video Game when I said his reaction to the Xbox version was it runs like liquid dog shit. It's <laughs> so it's um, not going to be good. I sound it. But yeah, uh, I, I still think it's fun. I enjoyed a lot of it. Uh, the wingsuit is awesome to use. Uh, I know they got rid of some features that people, I don't know why they're upset about, like crouching and rolling on the ground. I'm um, like, if you have a problem shooting people without dodging their bullets with your like grapple hook, then you have some serious problems playing that game. I'm sorry to say. Wait, um, in an open world game like that, do you really need a crouch button? That's the question. No, I don't think you do. Like, especially when the enemies really don't do too much damage to you, too. Like, when you're about to die, it's very easy to just grapple to something and parachute out of there. It's not very hard to mm. do. Um, but, well, like I said, there are some some parts where it, it can get pretty difficult when you got anti-air rockets shooting down every air vehicle you try to get into. Like, it can get difficult, yeah. like you would expect, you know, when you're at a five-star heat level, you know. But it's just fun. The oh, the world is beautiful to look at. I don't think it looks like a PS3 game. I think it looks like a PS4 game. Uh, I know a lot of people said, oh, it just looks like a PS3 game. Um, I don't think it does. Uh, the landscapes are gorgeous. The snow looks great. The rain looks great. Boating is fun. Uh, the, only, the, the real big driving issue I have is sometimes the cars feel a little off. They feel like they turn too good for their size sometimes, so it really throws you off. Um, but it, the game is very physics-based, so if, if it if a bike crashes when you land on the ground from a huge jump, it's physics-based, so it's something that would probably happen to you in real life. So don't make yeah. those massive jumps on your motorcycle in that game. <laughs> yeah, don't parachute your motorcycle off a cliff or anything. Good kids, yeah, but... but... But yeah, experimentation is what it's worth for. Like you can literally strap a rocket to a cow and use it as a weapon as it flies. <laughs> so it's it's a good Christmas game. Good Christmas game, you reckon? I think it's a great Christmas game for people who just want to have fun. It, that's what it is. Like, don't take the story seriously. They don't take the story seriously. Um, like there's a part in the game where the guy is literally riding a freaking missile, like it's a skateboard in the air. You know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just just enjoy it for what it is. Just have fun blowing stuff up. That's what that game is. Good stuff. Um, we have one final review, which is the PS4 version of Beyond Two Souls, which was done by our very own John Paul Jones. He gave it 7.5 out of 10, saying a deft remastering of what was arguably the PS3's technical swan song. Beyond Two Souls finds new life and an attractive home on PS4, with some extra features thrown in to sweep the deal. 
It says it's gorgeously detailed visuals that surpass the Sublime with the PS3 version. Remix mode and other bonus content. Yeah, content. Unlocked from the start and hugely varied locations, activities, and settings are the good points. And the minus points, are, of course, visuals, while great, aren't quite as stellar as they could be. Narrative dipped too far into supernatural nonsense in the final act. Yep. Uh, QTE-focused gameplay systems migrate with some. Now, I'm probably in the same boat as JP on this one. I actually didn't mind Beyond. I actually thought it was good, stupid fun. And good actually had a couple of good moments. Yeah, it had some really good moments. better than Heavy Rain, I thought. Uh, uh, yeah, in places. I mean, like the, the, the teenage party bit and where she's homeless, those two sections, really, they were good sections. I, I really enjoyed them. But yeah, that, fin- that final section is just absolute guff. It was it was proper David Cage. Of, you know, it's like someone was supposed to be keeping an eye on him to make sure he didn't go and do that Fahrenheit thing again, and he did that Fahrenheit thing again. It just made things ridiculous. But yeah, it's I, it's one of those games. It's a guilty pleasure of the game. I find the same with Heavy Rain. Really, it's, it's unavoidable. If it was an actual movie, yes, it would be. You know, getting. <laughs> the lowest of scores all round because it would be terrible but the fact they can't even get the best out of Will and Defoe who should be chewing up the scenery proper in, in a game like that yeah. does it all but yeah Ellen Page is quite good in it to be honest she does really quite good work very effective but yeah overall it, like I said guilty pleasure lovely thing um, you like to Aaron Gary what about you Gary's gone again, so we'll ask Ben. Ben. Never played it. There you oh, go. God. This is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually like it on the PS3 a lot. I haven't played the PS4 version, but looking at the videos and everything of the PS4 version, as soon as I saw that blur, I was starting to feel really crazy. Yeah. It's just over the top. And as soon as you see the characters move and everything, it's just... A haze of blur everywhere, and I just don't know what. Yeah, I mean, some of the screenshots, even just looking at them, like, ooh. I honestly think, other than the crispiness of the resolution of the textures, the anastropic filtering, and all that that have added into PS4, Hmm. if they didn't have the blur, it would look stunning. But because they added yeah. the blur, I think it looks worse than a PS3 version. Yeah, there's a few games like that that definitely don't suit it. I mean, The Witcher 3, actually, I haven't played it recently, and Gary recommended turning things like that off. And it's true, it just it just seems so much better. It gave me far less of a headache when yeah. it's off. And it's like, I've never really had that thought in a game before to actually get rid. But it's nice that the option was there. That's the thing in the consoles, is they never seem to have an option for these certain things at all, do they? And I honestly think no, start adding these options in, because you do have a lot of people that feel sick with so much blur, and you can fake kind of real-life motion, but I know they use it with blur, but they just seem to be going over the top nowadays, and they just seem to add blur and everything, and I just think because it's not a natural motion on the screen, you can't fake 
uh, motion. Yeah, it's one of those things that gets overused, isn't it? It's like lens flare and chromatic aberration. It's just there because, oh, it looks fancy. But it's, yeah, it is nice that CD Projekt Red, again, of all these things they do that other companies don't seem to when it comes to consoles especially, um, to actually include these options in there. Yeah. says it all. They know that, oh, gamers might not like that, so we'll give them the option to change these things up. It's... Yeah, it is the way forward. You hope that it's one of the many examples people learn from that game in the many years. Um, we'll assume Gary's dead and carry <laughs> on. <laughs> and, uh, so we'll start to the wrapping things up. I'll do a quick little shoot on what everyone's been playing. Ben, quick shoot, what have you been playing? Uh, Fantasy 14 and now Fantasy 7. Go so that makes twenty one. I found a little. Good. One uh, second. I found a little. Ex, I found a little farming spot on seven. You know the train bit. Yeah. Um, Vash. You know after you get off the train after meeting Tifa for the first time. Yeah. If you run back, that they'll start keep attacking you, and it just says stay here or run away. You can just keep killing the soldiers over and over again. So you've been paralleling that way. <laughs> I've, I've now got eight. I'm getting eighty XP per fight. It's not much, but Excellent. Cloud's level 15 now. Nice. <laughs> uh, and Aaron, who have you been playing recently? Excluding Final Fantasy VII that I've been playing while talking on here, um, I've been playing Trails in the Sky, mm-hmm. first chapter, yeah. because I wanted to play right, the first I'm chapter. back, sorry, I had to uh, go outside for a little bit. <laughs> sorry, we pronounced you dead, it's fine. <laughs> oh. What I miss? Come back to life. <laughs> well, what did you ask? Sorry. We were just asking your opinion. It's all right. We've moved on to the final section now, so it's good. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Go for it. On. Sorry. That's right. But yeah, yeah it's carry on, Aaron. Trails in the Sky, uh, first chapter I've been playing, and I'm absolutely loving the story. It's absolutely amazing. And yeah, you and Gary are very much in agreement. Just amazing game. Excellent, excellent. And Gary, what about you? What have you been playing recently? Uh, recently, I'm playing a game right now I can't talk about, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm playing that. I'm still playing uh, Just Cause 3. Uh, just having fun blowing stuff up, trying to get 100% in that game, which I haven't done yet. Um, yeah, still enjoying that game. Um I'm going to be playing Rogue Galaxy when I get home tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> My PS2 classic, hell yeah. So excited that that finally came out. Um, what else am I playing? Um, I, I am... Uh, what's it called? Damn. I forgot what the game was called. <laughs> Gauntlet! My god. <laughs> oh, oh, Yes. Yeah, one of the best games. I've started playing that. It's quite fun. It's not like the original Gauntlet, but it's still good enough. So, yeah, definitely have to play that with your friends because you'll probably won't get past the first level by yourself. Yeah, it's uh, made by the people who made Helldivers, so it's understandable. It's uh, very much similar in that respect. They make they like making games that they like to play rather than what will everyone like. So, it's Mm. yeah, tough. To say the least. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's all I've been playing. Cool. Um, yeah, I played a bit of Dawn as well. Same feelings. I played a little bit of The Witcher 3. Still not much because Fallout 4 has still continued to take up most of my waking gaming moments. And yeah, I don't see it stopping at the minute. Found an island last night and I've moved most of my population there. Bring a nice little island commune away from all the terror and horror. Um, and played a bit of Star Wars Battlefront, mainly because my son wanted to see Darth Vader. That was it. <laughs> After slagging it off last week, it's uh, I have said before, it has its moments. And yeah, and just showing those cool little Star Wars moments are those great things about it. Yeah, so and that wraps us up. So we'll do a quick contact details. Um, you can get me at Nesco on that's N E double Z K O on Twitter or Neil.bolt at PSU.com on the email, or you can get me on PSN on Son of Venom, all lowercase or one word. Uh, Gary, how can people get you? You can get me on Twitter at G A G L A U S H, or at my PSU email, that's Gary, that's G A R R I at PSU.com. Fantastic. And try not to be dead next time. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> we only have so many defibrillators. <laughs> you can catch me on Twitter at V-A-R-S-H-T-E-R, which is faster. Or you can catch me on my PSU email, which is Aaron.Farshney at PSU.com. Excellent. And Ben. Go for it. You can contact me at ben.shillabithall at psu.com, chili underscore UK on Twitter, and chili on PSN. I mean, if we work together, I can get a thousand friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at 800. One sec, I'll check now. Well, well, uh, uh, what am I at now? I'm at 862. Excellent. So, I'm catching up slowly with 61. <laughs> oh, I've got 14 more friend requests I can accept those oh, let's see oh dear we haven't okay. even put on live and people send in friend requests madness but Ben is <laughs> yeah, I said he's the pillar of this community so naturally he is out there getting all the people in so that they too can be chained to the uh, pillars of this community um, that's it for episode 101 it's probably longer than episode 100, which is some feat because we did talk a lot. <laughs> so. Well, there's a lot of us on 100, so it kind of didn't really. It was long, yeah. but not really much. Yes, I will definitely not be able to talk on my birthday after this, but it's all good. It's all for the greater good. <laughs> it's not. It's not like I have to do some uh, voice work later for a YouTube thing. So that's <laughs> gonna be fun. Um, so yeah, I suppose we'll see you next week. I'm sure this will probably go out a little earlier than normal. So we're actually fresh on everything that's been going on. And yeah, by the time we see you next, it'll be closer to Christmas and you'll probably be wishing and dreaming about all those wonderful games that you didn't get or probably complaining on the internet about the ones that you have. Um, so yeah, till next oh, week, um, I will hand there's you one to thing I to oh, add Ga- too. Oh, You would rise from the dead, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, I just wanted to remind people if you go to our forums right now, you can vote for your game of the year awards uh, for the community poll. 
Fallout um, 4, Fallout 4. Oh, please. Witcher 3, Witcher 3. <laughs> Hatterful Boyfriend, Hatterful Boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, scrap that. <laughs> but yes, we have our nominees out there, so please uh, put your votes in. We'll count them uh, probably in about a week or two weeks here before Christmas. And just look forward to our personal choices. Well, not our personal choices. PSU's Hatterful Game Boyfriend. Award and the Community Gaming Awards. So please go vote. Every vote counts. Every vote matters. So... Yeah. Unless it's for which, unless it's for for that for, which is great. How to pull boyfriend? Hell divers. <laughs> so, um, okay, as we've not finished properly yet, then I will just quickly say thank you to Brett Claxton for letting me contribute to your Advent calendar video series for gaming. It's been great fun. Um, so yeah, that's it for one hundred and one. We'll see you next week. Tatty, bye. Ben, bye. Take us away. Bye. Thank God for Square Enix's remake of Pharmacy 7 and thank God for me. Hi. <laughs> Next week, guys.